You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day. Today we are going to get into the weeds with the Bills opponent in Week 5. And as you know, this is a big one. So let's start with the nuts and bolts. The Buffalo Bills have a road date with the Kansas City Chiefs in Week 5. The game will be played on Sunday, October 10th at 8.20 p.m. Eastern Time at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri. The game will be broadcasted on NBC. Al Michaels is on the play-by-play. Chris Collinsworth is the game analyst. And Michelle Tafoya is the sideline reporter. As you've heard me say many times on this podcast, NBC is the best football broadcast, period. The replays, the camera angles, the information, the commentating, it is second to none. So I love to see the Bills play on Sunday Night Football. It will mark the 51st all-time meeting between the Bills and Chiefs, and the Bills are 26-23-1 all-time against Kansas City. The Bills enter the game with a 3-1 record and in first place of the AFC East, while the Kansas City Chiefs are 2-2 and in last place of the AFC West. So far this year, the Chiefs beat Cleveland 33-29 in Week 1. They lost to the Baltimore Ravens in Week 2, 36-35. They lost to the Chargers in Week 3, 30-24. And in Week 4, they beat the Philadelphia Eagles 42-30. Head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs is Andy Reid. He is a Hall of Fame caliber coach, 63 years old. He's in his 23rd season as an NFL head coach. Obviously, 14 years with the Eagles, where he was 130-93-1, and and he made the playoffs in 9 of 14 seasons, 5 NFC Championship game appearances, 1 Super Bowl appearance, and he's now in his ninth season with the Kansas City Chiefs, and he holds a record in Kansas City of 93-39. and The Chiefs have made the playoffs in 7 of 8 seasons under Andy Reid. They were the Super Bowl champions in 2019, They were in the Super Bowl last year, and they have hosted the last three AFC Championship games. If the Bills want that to change, this is an important game to win. So far for Andy Reid's career, he holds a career record of 223-132-1, and he's 17-15 in the playoffs. Came up under Mike Holmgren, and he has produced an incredible coaching tree which includes Bills head coach Sean McDermott. Ten of Andy Reid's former assistant coaches have went on to be NFL head coaches. That list includes Brad Childress, John Harbaugh, Steve Spagnuolo, Leslie Frazier, Ron Rivera, Pat Shermer, Todd Bowles, Doug Peterson, Sean McDermott, and Matt Nagy. So far in Reid's career, he's challenged 126 plays. He's won 60 of them. And with the Chiefs, he's challenged 44 plays, with 23 being overturned. Oddly enough, he only challenged one play in 2020, 
and none so far this year. So over his last 20 games, he has not challenged any plays. So far this year, Kansas City has been flagged for 22 penalties, which is the fourth fewest in the NFL. And the Bills are doing really well with penalties as well. Only 23 flags called against them so far in 2021, which is the fifth fewest in the NFL. The quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs is Patrick Mahomes, six foot three, 230 pounds. He's 26 years old, first round pick in 2017, number 10 overall, and he's been incredible. He sat behind Alex Smith in 2017 as a rookie, and then he's been Kansas City starter for three seasons, and now this is his fourth season as the starter. In 2018, he was the NFL MVP with 5,097 passing yards and 50 touchdowns. 2019, he was the Super Bowl MVP, and last year he was third in the NFL MVP voting, and the Chiefs are doing really well with Patrick Mahomes. With him as the starting quarterback, the Kansas City Chiefs are 40-10. So far in 2021, he's off to a great start. He's completing 72.3% of his passes, 1,218 yards across four games, 14 touchdowns, four interceptions, and a passer rating of 119.6 with an adjusted net yards per attempt of 8.83. He is playing well. In fact, I'd say he's overachieving in a lot of categories, including completion percentage, touchdown percentage, and passer rating to this point in the year. And I think you could probably make a reasonable argument that some of those marks are just not sustainable. Let's take a look at some of his splits. You know, I like to dig into this stuff. His average time to throw this year is 2.71 seconds, which is 13th in the NFL. He's getting the ball out quicker this year, a lot quicker. Last year, it was 2.89. Again, this year, 2.71. When he does get the football out of his hands, under two and a half seconds, which is 53.5% of his dropbacks, he's completing 90.4% of his passes, 140 passer rating, and 8.1 yards per attempt. That passer rating of 140.9 when he gets the ball out of his hands in under two and a half seconds is the best in the NFL. And I found this interesting. When he throws the football in under two and a half seconds, his average time to throw in those circumstances is 1.68 seconds, which is notably fast. No other quarterback in the NFL is lower than 1.72. The Chiefs are running a lot of quick games so far in 2021. The ball is coming out of Mahomes' hands very quickly. Now, when he's holding onto the football for over two and a half seconds, which is 46% of his dropbacks, he's completing just 46.6% of his passes, a passer rating of 74.1 and 9.4 yards per attempt. He has the second worst completion percentage in the NFL when he's holding the ball over two and a half seconds and the seventh worst passer rating. This is kind of weird, right? Mahomes is getting the ball out of his hands quick, having a ton of success, but when he holds onto the football, he's not having the same success he's had in the past. It's interesting, right? I think this comes down to a lack of depth when it comes to his offensive weapons. It's Tyreek Hill, it's Travis Kelsey, and that's it. I know they signed Josh Gordon. There's a good chance he plays on Sunday. 
But this offense just does not have the depth of weapons that it needs. And I think that is showing up in these splits that we're talking about right now. So he's not been as successful when he's extending plays. And when he does hold on to the football for over two and a half seconds, his average time to throw is 3.95 seconds, which is notably long. Very interesting. His average depth of target so far this year is 8.9 yards from the line of scrimmage, which is 12th in the NFL. His deep percentage, which is throws beyond 20 yards from the line of scrimmage, is 12.1%, which is 16th in the NFL. Now, he's doing well when he throws the football down the field, has a passer rating of 103.6, which is 10th in the NFL, but the frequency hasn't been there in terms of Mahomes really driving the ball down the field like he has in the past. He's using play action on 32.7% of his dropbacks. That's high, and he's lethal with play action. He's facing pressure on 33.3% of his dropbacks, which is 17th in the NFL. Now, we got to talk about those pressure splits. You know these are always significant. When Patrick Mahomes is kept clean, he's completing 84% of his passes and a passer rating of 130.1. When he's under pressure, he's completing 46.5% of his passes and a passer rating of 84. So his completion percentage goes down by 37% and his passer rating goes down 46 points. You got to get pressure on this guy. Now, you can't get pressure with the Blitz. Mahomes kills the Blitz. He's killed it every single year. So far in 2021, He's been blitzed on 17.6% of his dropbacks. And in those circumstances, he's completing 77% of his passes, 10.9 yards per attempt, and a passer rating of 137.2. The Bills are aware of Mahomes' ability to beat the blitz. In week six, when they played him, Buffalo blitzed him once in 34 dropbacks. And then in the AFC Championship game, the Bills blitzed him eight times in 39 dropbacks. So this will be interesting to see how this all unfolds. It's the third time in the calendar year that the Bills have taken on Patrick Mahomes. What have they learned? Well, we'll find out on Sunday. Hey, Bills fans, this is Joe Marino with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account, and you can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. The offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs is Eric Bieniemy. He's 52 years old. He's in his fourth season as an NFL offensive coordinator. All have come under Andy Reid in Kansas City. Prior to that, he was the Vikings running backs coach from 2006 to 2010, the offensive coordinator at Colorado, 
in 2011 and 2012. Then he came to Kansas City to be the running backs coach from 2013 to 2017, and then he was the offensive coordinator starting in 2018, and the offense has done well under him. Top six in scoring and yards in all three of his previous seasons leading this Chiefs offense. So far in 2021, they're doing great. 33.5 points per game, that's second in the NFL. They're converting 64.1% of their third downs, which is a crazy number. That's first in the NFL. Scoring touchdowns in the red zone on 80% of their trips, that's fourth best in the NFL. 428 total yards per game, that's second. 130 rushing yards per game, that's eighth. And 297 passing yards per game, which is fifth. Let's talk about the weapons for this offense. At wide receiver, it is all about Tyreek Hill. He's second in the NFL in receiving yards. He's explosive. He can win down the field. He's electric with the ball in his hands. He's a problem. He's tough to stop. But he is really all they have at wide receiver. I know Josh Gordon probably is going to play, but what can you really expect from him given how new he is to the team and how little football he's played recently? They also have Miko Hardman, who is a speedster, but hasn't really claimed a ton of production so far in the NFL, pretty average route runner. He's fast, he's explosive, but the ball skills and the route running just hasn't been there. They have Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson. I mean, those are depth-type receivers. So this is about Tyreek Hill. I think they miss Sammy Watkins, I really do. And I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that Sammy Watkins is a top-tier NFL wide receiver, but he meant a lot to this offense. Now, obviously, the offense is doing well. They're scoring a ton of points, but the lack of depth at wide receiver is catching up with them. At tight end, it's all about Travis Kelsey, arguably the best tight end of our time. This guy's unbelievable. He's been a problem for the Bills. Buffalo needs Matt Milano to be healthy in this one because he's the guy that gives Buffalo the best chance to match up with Kelsey. So you guys know all about Kelsey, big, athletic, physical, does so well to position himself at the catch point. He reads zone coverage very well, gets open, catches the football. He's a problem. You guys know that. So it's Tyreek Hill at receiver. It's Travis Kelsey at tight end. Now look at this passing distribution so far this year when it comes to targets. Tyreek Hill has 38 targets. Travis Kelsey has 32 targets. Miko Hardman has 17. Nobody else is above 10. You know where the ball's going. And I know everybody knows where the ball's going. Those guys are tough to stop. But you have to have a plan for Kelsey, and you have to have a plan for Hill. The running back for the Chiefs is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, their first-round pick a couple of years ago. He's averaging five yards per carry. I think he's a lot like Devin Singletary. Squatty-type back, not very explosive, but has good balance, good vision. You know, kind of a pinball-type back. He's had an okay start to his career. Hasn't really claimed a big role. Has some streaky moments. I think he's a good player. Not one that keeps you up at night, I'll tell you that. Their other running back is Darrell Williams. He's the bruiser, 6'1", 230 pounds. Doesn't have a ton of speed, but physical downhill back for them. Their offensive line is a lot different than last year. In fact, nothing about the offensive line from last year is in place. This is a new group up front. Their left tackle, they traded their first-round pick to get him. Orlando Brown uh, came over from the Baltimore Ravens. Big, powerful, 
long, uh, not super athletic, doesn't have great foot speed, but he's a, a lot to get around. Big physical mauler. Their left guard is Joe Tooney. Might be one of the best five guards in the NFL. Outstanding in pass protection. Their center is Creed Humphrey, a rookie out of Oklahoma. He has been just terrific so far to start this year. Their right guard is Trey Smith, and uh, he was a steal for them. Six-round pick. Had some medical concerns, but uh, so far so good. He's been healthy. He's been in the lineup, and he's been outstanding. They're playing two rookies side-by-side at center and guard. They've been terrific. I mean, Humphrey looks like he's going to be a stalwart there for a long time, and Smith has been terrific as well. So a couple of really nice finds for the Chiefs in the draft for their interior offensive line. And then at right tackle is Lucas Nang, who's a first-year starter but super talented, came out of TCU, uh, didn't really play in his rookie season, had some injuries, but he's in the lineup now, and he's off to a pretty good start. Now, I think he's probably the weak link of this group right now, but he's a good player. This is a good offensive line that has come together very, very quickly. So what are my keys for the Bills' defense against the Chiefs' offense? Number one, the pass rush has to show up. They need to be disciplined with their rush, but the main goal of this offseason was to bolster the pass rush to affect Patrick Mahomes. Now go do it. You brought in Gregory Rousseau with your first-round pick. You brought in Carlos Basham with your second-round pick. Those guys are talented players, but it also means that Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison play less, so they're more fresh on money downs. You've got A.J. Epinesa in year two. Ed Oliver is really playing well. Starla Tulele is rushing the passer well. you got to come to this game with a plan to get these guys going, and they have to win. They have to affect Mahomes. So the pass rush has to show up, and that doesn't mean blitzing. You need to win one-on-one battles up front with your four defensive linemen. So scheme it up, get your personnel groupings the way you like it, and guys need to go win and affect Patrick Mahomes. Number two, flood passing lanes and coverage. Drop seven, leverage routes, bracket combinations, do whatever you need to do to clog up passing lanes and make it difficult for Patrick Mahomes to slot the football. Trust your landmarks and be able to read the backfield and get where you're supposed to get. I mean, this is a defensive back seven that has played together mostly since 2017 and all of the players since 2018. This is the benefit of that continuity. Yeah, they're good players, but they're also good players that have played together in the same scheme with the same coaches. You should be ready for this moment. The communication should be there. The playing off each other should be there. There's no route combinations that these guys haven't seen. So go out there, be disciplined, make plays in the passing game. Number three is tackle. The Chiefs are enjoying six yards after the catch per completion, which is eighth most in the NFL. Don't give them anything extra. The Bills tackled great against Houston. Keep it going. You can't give them free yards because you missed a tackle. So get these guys on the ground. And then number four, money downs in red zone. We talked about it earlier in this podcast. The Chiefs have been unbelievable 
On third downs, they've been unbelievable in the red zone. Well, the Bills' defense has been unbelievable stopping teams in the red zone. I think the opposing teams against the Bills this year are 3 of 9 scoring a touchdown in the red zone. And I think the Bills are holding opponents to a 30% conversion rate on third downs. Now, this is a different animal here in Kansas City. But it's going to be really fun to just see an offense that's clicking against a defense that's clicking. And so show up in those big moments because you have to limit possessions, you have to limit points, and the way you do that is win on third down and win in the red zone. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. They have coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, cookies and cream, orange, strawberry, and salted caramel. They're all delicious, but look, maybe you haven't tried them all and you'd like to. Get yourself a mixed box. That's where you can get two of each of the nine flavors. Try them all and figure out which ones you like the best. And not only are Built Bars the best-tasting protein bars on the planet, they're healthy too. Check out these macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Flavors are amazing. They're all tasty and they're all healthy. I've got a deal for you. Go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Football is back and better than ever. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive that bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, and Bet Online is where the game starts. The defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs is Steve Spagnolo, 61 years old. He has 12 seasons as either an NFL defensive coordinator or head coach, uh, has recently been in Kansas City. He's been there for the last few seasons, and in each of the last two years, Spags has had a top 10 scoring defense. Now, 2021, these guys are struggling in a big, big way. They're so far allowing 31 points per game, which is 31st in the NFL. They're allowing 438 total yards per game, which is 31st in the NFL. 146 rushing yards per game, which is 30th in the NFL and 292 passing yards per game, which is 27th in the NFL. Let's take it a step further. They're allowing a passer rating of 104 to opposing quarterbacks. They're allowing 5.4 yards per attempt in terms of their run defense and 55.3% of drives against Kansas City so far in 2021 have ended with an offensive score. This unit is struggling. And they have some good players, but they're not playing well. Let's look at this personnel. On the interior defensive line, their best two players are Jerron Reed and Derek Nottie. Now, neither have played well this year. They've played well in the past. I think they're a good pair of defensive tackles, but they're struggling. And so they've played a lot of Tershawn Wharton. 
They've played a lot of Kalen Saunders, but none of them have been overly effective. At defensive end, you'll see Chris Jones, Alex Okafor, and Michael Dana. Now, Chris Jones was unbelievable at defensive tackle. They've kicked him out to defensive end now. He's playing five technique for this defense, and he's been okay. I don't think he's been dominant, and maybe part of what they're going to do to kind of switch things up is play him a little bit more on the interior, but um, he hasn't been super effective on the edge so far. And Alex Okafor is kind of an average player, and Michael Dana is a depth guy. At linebacker, they've tried quite a few different players. Their main guy is Anthony Hitchens. He's not played well so far this year. They've worked in Nick Bolton, a second-round pick out of Missouri. They've played Ben Neiman, who I think is a pretty good player but hasn't been effective this year. I know that he doesn't have like a long resume in the NFL, but he's a guy that's always been kind of interesting to me. But so far, nobody's been effective at linebacker, but Anthony Hitchens is their main guy. At corner, Legereus Sneed, Traverius Ward, Mike Hughes, and Rashard Fenton. These guys have not been effective this year. They're all conceding a passer rating against their coverage of above 100, and um, they're struggling. At safety, Tyron Matthew and Daniel Sorensen are their primary starters. Sorensen has been there forever, and he's playing a ton for them this year. Uh, Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, um, he's been pretty good this year. He's a guy that they love to play in the middle of the field and use him as a robber and give him chances to break on the football. And then you might see some Juan Thornhill. He has been kind of phased out of this defense. So they're using a lot of players across the board, and guys are just not performing. And so they're looking to get right. They've got a tough challenge, right, a good Bills defense. They've played better in the past, and there's probably some regression to the mean or ascension to the mean, if you will, right? Like I talked about Patrick Mahomes, like some of those metrics that he's putting up right now are not sustainable. I would say how bad this defense is playing is not sustainable and that it's bound to get better. So what are my keys for the Bills offense against the Chiefs defense? I've got some detailed thoughts here, and they're not all necessarily specific strategy type things. A lot of my thoughts for the Bills offense against the Chiefs defense is more of a mindset. So number one, I have meet the moment. Don't press. Be the offense you know you can be. Have the right mindset. I feel like last year when the Bills offense went up against the Kansas City defense, you saw a unit that felt like they had to score 50 points. And they were kind of embracing this track meet and saying, yeah, let's go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes. Now, I think the Bills have an elite offense. They can certainly score a ton of points. But when they're not playing loose, they press, and there's mistakes, and Josh Allen is a little bit erratic. And I think that they need to kind of settle in. Meet the moment. You've been battle-tested. You've played a lot of good defenses and played really, really well. But against Kansas City, I feel like they've been tight, and they press. Go play your game. Go be the Bills offense we know you can be. Don't go out there and feel like everybody has to do way more than normal. No, just go do your 111th, execute, and play to your ability, and you'll be just fine. You don't have to do way more than expected. So number one, meet the moment with the right mindset. Number two, run the football. Now, I'm not saying you run the football like 60% of the time or anything like that, but don't be afraid to run it. I've talked about this in the past. 
the common denominator in Chiefs' losses under Mahomes has been outstanding rushing efforts by the team that beat them. And so they haven't lost a ton under Mahomes. Only seven times have they lost what I would consider a competitive football game over the last three seasons. So 2019, 2020, and so far in 2021. Let's look at those losses. Week five against the Raiders in 2020, the Super Bowl to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2020. I'm not including week 17 last year against the Chargers where all of the Chiefs players pretty much sat. It wasn't a competitive game. Three losses in 2019, week five against Indy, week six against Houston, week 10 against Tennessee. I'm not including week eight against Green Bay when Matt Moore was a starting quarterback. And then so far this year, they lost in week two against Baltimore, week three against the Chargers. The teams that have beaten the Chiefs over the last three years in competitive games have run the football extremely well. 2020 against the Raiders. The Raiders had 35 rushes, 144 yards, two touchdowns. 2020 in the Super Bowl, lost to the Bucs. Tampa had 33 rushes, 145 yards, and a touchdown. 2019 against Tennessee. The Titans had 26 rushes, 225 yards, two touchdowns. 2019 against Indianapolis. The Colts had 45 rushes, 180 yards, touchdown. 2019 against Houston. The Texans had 41 rushes, 192 yards, three touchdowns. Now this year, 2021 against the Ravens, week two, Baltimore had 41 rushes, 253 yards, and three touchdowns. Week three this year against the Chargers, the Chargers only had 77 rushing yards on 22 carries, but Kansas City was minus four in turnovers. So of the seven times the the Chiefs have lost a meaningful competitive game under Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback. Six of them, the other team ran the ball extremely well, and the other time, Kansas City was minus four in turnovers. So the average in those seven losses when it comes to rushing the football since 2019, including the Chargers and their 22 rushes for 77 yards, the average 35 rushes, 174 yards. You have to embrace and be willing to run the football against Kansas City. It keeps their offense on the sideline, and it keeps your offense on schedule. And Kansas City has absolutely struggled to stop the run this year. We talked about it already. They're giving up 5.4 yards per attempt on the ground. And the Bills have run the football well this year. So now just translate that against Kansas City. So run the football again. I'm not talking like 50 rushes or 40 rushes, but don't be afraid to pound the rock 25, 30 times against Kansas City. Number three is keep a reeling defense reeling. Hit them with a variety of formations, personnel groupings, distribute the football. Get everyone involved. This defense is not playing well. And when defenses aren't playing well, they want to get right. And sometimes that means guys try to do too much or they point fingers or they press. Take advantage of this. Give them a lot to think about. You've got an offense that has played together year four under Brian Dable. 
go out there and use this continuity and this volume and inventory of plays that you have run and empty the kitchen sink against these guys. Give them a lot to think about and go after them. They're struggling. And then number four, Josh Allen, go be Josh Allen. Keep claiming that respect. It's prime time on the road against Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen has met every moment to this point in his career except for one, and it's against Kansas City. It's time for that to change. Home field advantage in the playoffs could be on the line in this game. The last three AFC Championship games have been played in Kansas City. If you want that to change, you got to win this football game. And a big part of that, the overwhelming part of that, is going to be Josh Allen meeting this moment. Go claim that respect. Put on a show on Sunday Night Football against a bad Kansas City Chiefs defense. So Josh, go be Josh. Real quick on their specialist, their kicker is Harrison Bucker. He's a good one. He's been their kicker since 2017. He's made 90.5% of the field goals for his career. He's extremely consistent. He's made at least 89% in every season. And so far in 2021, he has been perfect. Three of three on field goals, 17 of 17 on extra points. Their punter is Tommy Townsend, who was a UDFA last year out of Florida. He had a really good rookie season, and he's off to a good start so far in 2021. He's got a net average of 42.8 yards per punt. And then when it comes to returns, their kick returner is Byron Pringle, who um, hasn't really been their kick returner until this year, but he was really good in college. Um, Not super explosive, but he sees the field well, and he's creative with the ball in his hands. And then their punt returner is Miko Hardman, who is unbelievably fast. He's a little inconsistent in terms of ball handling, but he is electric with the football, and he's explosive, has legit 4-3 speed. So the Bills have to continue doing a good job covering kicks and punts against Kansas City because they have a couple of good returners. All right, folks, there it is, the comprehensive primer on the Kansas City Chiefs. We have talked about this team in depth and – I've shared with you my best thoughts on what the Bills need to do to come out of Arrowhead Stadium on Sunday Night Football with a win. It's a game I'm looking forward to. The Bills had a disappointing loss in week one. They didn't show up in the way we hoped they would, and then they trounced three pretty below-average teams. Now, they're playing with a lot of confidence. The Chiefs suffered a couple of losses back-to-back. They bounced back against Philadelphia, which I think is good. For the Bills, you don't want them coming in wounded after another loss. So I like that they came out and played well against Philadelphia, at least on the offensive side of the football. So it's a big challenge for both teams. Kansas City is 2-2 two and two and in last place of the AFC West, and they have a divisional loss already to the Chargers. So there's a lot on the line, and the Bills need to prove that they can beat Kansas City. This is the opponent that they just haven't played well against. And so you have a a Chiefs team that needs to win. You have a Bills team that has a lot to prove. So it should be a great football game, and we'll talk a lot more about it the rest of the week tomorrow, our crossover discussion with Locked On Chiefs. I'm looking forward to asking them about this defense, 
about some of the differences in Patrick Mahomes this year and uh, just mentally where they're at with their team. You know, it's it's an interesting situation in Kansas City, and it's tough to continue to play at such a high level year in and year out. So I'm anxious to get their perspective on what's going on in Kansas City. So don't miss it. Make sure you're subscribed. Rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.